Hello, forecasters. This is Michael Hendricks coming to you on Thursday, March 18th. I know that it's been a while since I've actually done a podcast, and there's a very good reason why. Now, as you all know, uh, for my second season, I was wanting to do podcasts on each of the presidential elections, going from the very first one to the most recent one we had in 2020. And I discovered something. I was even boring myself with the way that I was doing them. So I've decided from here on out, I'm just going to do what's going on in the world. Now, every so often, I'll come back to the elections from the past and and talk about the ones that were the biggest uh, ones, the ones that caught the most attention. Uh, Because I'm just not going to be able to do every single election because even I was getting burned out. And if I was getting burned out, I can't imagine uh, how my listeners were doing. So we're going to kind of scrap that. I'm going to keep this with season two going. And we're just going to move on. Because sometimes you just got to retool. So what am I going to be talking about today? Well, the first thing I'm going to be talking about is the quote-unquote cancel culture that is supposedly going on today. uh, In the last few weeks. And, And why, not only is it not cancel culture, because it doesn't meet the definition of cancel... But why this was just a ploy by conservatives to hide the fact that they were in mass voting against a relief package for Americans that most Americans, even most Republicans, favored. The second thing I'm going to talk about uh, is the mass shooting that just recently happened in Atlanta uh, that saw a people primarily Asian, primarily women, get gunned down uh, by yet another white man with guns. And and why the official story that we're getting right now is complete bubkis. It's complete bull. And then, of course, I'll go on to my final thought. So that's what I have on tap for today. Uh, These are just things that have been going through my mind uh, over the last, I I guess, really month of what's going on. And I don't know about you, but as a forecaster, I'm ready for the next election season to come into play, which is 2022. I don't know how, quite how, I'm going to cover the 22 midterm elections uh, because I've never forecast midterm elections. Because my sense, when I look at projections and and polls, when it comes to the Senate races and the House races, they're not really all that dependable. Not to mention that for the House, that's 538 different elections that I would have to forecast. Uh, So right now, I'm still toiling around with the idea of what I'm going to do when I get to that point. I do plan on covering the Senate races because I I think it's, only about a third of the seats that are up. And then for the House elections, I'll probably just cover the House uh, elections that are in the news that seem to be the closest uh, that will have the, the biggest impact. Uh, so sit back and relax, and let's get started.
Okay, so let's talk about cancel culture. And you can't see me doing it right now. I said it in my intro, but I am putting quotes around cancer col- cancel culture because there really is no such thing as cancel culture. And that's going to be the last time I say those two words together because saying it on air like this over and over and over again is going to get really tiring. So from here on out, I'm just going to call it CC. So with CC, what's going on right now is basically conservatives, and I'm talking far-right conservatives, I'm talking about the Trump cult. They don't have any ideas about governing, or the ideas that they have about governing aren't actually governing, because they all seem to belong to the mindset that any kind of federal government is bad government. Which leads to the question, why did they run for federal office? And the, the answer is quite simple, because they wanted to disrupt the federal government as much as possible. So they don't have any ideas on how to, how to run the government, and they're sitting in a situation for the first time in a few years where they have absolutely no power in the three main branches of government. The Democrats have the White House, the Democrats have the Senate, Democrats have the House. So they don't really know how to operate as the minority party. I mean, they do have, you know, the basic handbook of, of, of obstruction, uh, obstructing, sorry, as much as possible. That's about all they have. So they have no real ideas to put forward. So what they have done is just come up with this, this idea of CC in order to take attention away from things that they're not voting for that are widely supported by the American people. The first major one, of course, is the relief package that the Democrats just passed through without a single Republican vote that Biden signed into office that includes $1,400 to to most Americans, Uh, provides $300 either weekly or monthly, I'm not sure which, of unemployment benefits, provides help uh, to local businesses, provides help to schools, to education, and the Republicans voted in mass against it. Even though most Americans favored it, even a majority of Republicans favored it. So how do they get attention away from that? Well, some have actually taken the tack that even though they voted against this bill, they're talking it up when they go home. But that's only a couple. So what are the rest doing? Well, it started with Mr. Potato Head. A plastic piece of potato that's been around for ages. Uh, that its parent company Hasbro, I believe, decided to start calling it Potato Head instead of Mr. Potato Head. And this just pissed off the right. Oddly enough, it pissed off some liberals too that are in my age group. First of all, people, it's a, it's a freaking potato. Potatoes don't have sex to begin with. So the fact that they were having this, this complete 
absolute fit over the fact that the company that owns it was wanting to call it Potato Head instead of Mr. Potato Head is bonkers. But here's the other thing. They called it they called it CC cancel culture. The potato head has not been canceled. In fact, I, I think the company may have gone back and decided to call it Mr. Potato Head. But even if they stuck with Potato Head, it's not canceled. You can still buy it. Whether it's called Mr. Potato Head or Potato Head. That's not the definition of cancel. So right there, it's already failed that part of the test. Now, it's silly, right? It's, it's ridiculous, this line of thought. And I, I just have, I, I absolutely love the Golden Girls. I'm not going to shy away from that. I love my girls, love watching it. I just happened, I happened to be home for spring break with my mom. And we watched Golden Girls at night, and then we watched an episode of Perry Mason. But in one of the episodes of the Golden Girls, Rose asked a kid if she wants to play with the Potato Head. She didn't say Mr. Potato Head. She said Potato Head. Now somehow in the 80s, saying Potato Head was perfectly fine. We get to 2021 and you say Potato Head and you're trying to cancel our culture. What culture are we trying to cancel by calling Mr. Potato Head Potato Head? Seriously, what culture is that affecting? Outside of adults who have no sense of anything. I don't even know what phrase to put in there because I I can't fathom in my head adults who would get seriously pissed off about this. But they're there. Trust me. So that, that, that's Mr. Potato Head and Potato Head. Sorry for that interruption. Uh, take a quick break and then we'll talk about Dr. Seuss. So Dr. Seuss. This one came out of left field uh, when I initially heard it. The, the original story as presented was that the, the leftists have struck again and Amazon is pulling six books that Dr. Seuss wrote off the shelf. And the story at that point really didn't make any sense to me. So I did what most people should do and I dug into the story. And as it turns out, the story that the far-right media, Fox News included, was pushing was completely wrong. I mean, not it wasn't kind of wrong. It was completely wrong. Had nothing to do with leftists. Had absolutely nothing to do with Amazon. It had to do with Dr. Seuss's family. They got together with a group a school, of school, to, uh, school teachers, um, psychologists, child psychologists, and other people and said go through all of his books and tell us the books that you think might be problematic in today's society so they did and what the the family ended up doing 
was pinpointing six books that he'd written early in his career. We're not talking Green Eggs and Ham. We're not talking Cat in a Hat. We're not talking Horton Hears a Who. We're talking six of his earliest books that he wrote. And said, yeah, there's there are sections in this that are problematic. So we just want to take all six off the shelves. They don't need to be sold anymore. Told the publisher, the publisher said, okay, we're taking these six off and they're not going to be available anymore. And my mother, I know she has one because I'm looking at it right now, but she might have the other five. But one in particular is called If I Ran to the Zoo. In this book, people of Asian descent, I'll lean up this plays into the next big segment I'm doing. People of Asian descent were characterized horribly. Even in, even in the language, they were called people with slanty eyes. So the family of Dr. Seuss decided we don't want those books sold anymore. So of course the right had a fit. You're canceling. This is cancellation. Well, no. The, the man wrote something like 75 books. Maybe more, maybe less. None of those other books are unavailable. They're all available. Dr. Seuss has not been canceled. Six books that were problematic because of the images and words that they had in them weren't acceptable anymore. Times change, people. And so, again, it, it fells the smell test for canceling. Dr. Seuss has not been canceled. I, I'm sorry to break that news to you, but he hasn't. His books haven't. Now, he did some political cartoons back in the 40s that are beyond questionable. Talk about America first. Uh, that call immigrants wolves. Animals, basically. So we look at the potato head. We look at Dr. Seuss. None of these have been canceled. And again, it goes back to culture. What culture is being canceled with this? And it's just beyond ridiculous. And of course, this leads back to Fox News, as most of these stories do. They decided that we needed to bring Generation X into this to stop this cancel culture. And Generation X was having none of it. Now, I'm right at the tail end of Generation X. I'm actually now considered a Xenial, which is a subset of Generation X. But I am start, uh, still part of Generation X. There was a term used for kids of Generation X called latchkey kids. Because they generally uh, were kids who would go home after school and be the only ones at, at home. So they had to take care of their own food and dinner. And the Generation X wasn't having any, anything to do with this. I'll talk more on that here in just a moment. All right, forecasters, if you haven't heard about Anchor, and by now you should have, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain a few details.
First of all, it's free. It's never going to cost you anything to make a podcast on Anchor FM. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money straight from your podcast with no minimum uh, listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Now, if you're interested in making your own podcast like I've been doing and like some of my friends and family have been doing, you need to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. There's a very good reason why Generation X, Gen X as it's called, has or is having absolutely nothing to do with this attempt to cancel, cancel culture. Or CCC. And it's because we've been through this before. Kids that were born and raised in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s. We went through a period where adults, uh, specifically baby boomers, were trying to cancel heavy metal music because it was the music of the devil. There were actually stories, this is before the internet, that if you played certain songs or certain albums backwards with certain bands, it would encourage you to kill people or it would be Satan talking to you. It was obviously ridiculous. But this, is, this is all possible, of course, for these type of people. They tried to cancel rap music. They tried to cancel anything they could. All for the benefit of children. It it is thanks to these people. Led by former second lady, Tipper Gore. That we now have parental advisory stickers on albums. Because there might be some cussing in them. These same people tried to get Dungeons and Dragons cancelled. Because it was supposedly a game that led you into Satanism. So now you have this generation of kids. These latchkey kids. Who basically had to fend for themselves. All grown up. And now you have this same generation that tried to cancel everything that they could think of for us. Telling us that we need to step in and cancel, cancel culture. Reminder, these are the same people who, after the Dixie Chicks said in a concert in London, England, that they were ashamed to be from the same state that George W. Bush was, completely destroyed their music career. So, I mean, it is amazing that now that the tables are being turned on them, the things that that they hold dear, like a plastic potato, are, are being edited, changed to fit the times, that they're asking those kids from the 70s and 80s to save the day and stop this. And so far the answers from the Gen X have been what you would expect. 
some of my favorite answers were meh. Uh, it, it, it's really amazing thing to watch all of this happen. And especially to see people get so bent out of shape and then claim they're not bent out of shape when they clearly are bent out of shape. One of my favorite shows growing up was The Muppet Show, which is now available on Disney+. And Disney has taken the action of putting an advisor on some of the episodes that the subjects in the show may not be appropriate for children at this time. And that's fine. Disney has taken the steps of taking certain shows that some of us grew up with as kids and they're taking them, uh, taking them off of, it, uh, on, of children's account. That's fine. Here, here's the bottom line of all this before I, I, I move on from all of this. Times change. We don't live in a vacuum. What was appropriate 20 years ago, even five years ago, even last year, may not be appropriate anymore. And it's up to us as adults, because the children right now can handle it so much better than we can. But it's up to us as adults to adapt. To show our children that we can adapt to change, to make the world a little bit better of a place. You know, going back to records, there was a time when records didn't have parental warnings on them. Now they do. Video games used to not have ratings on them. Now they do. TV shows used to not have ratings on them. Now they do. But while there was uproar at the time when these rating systems were coming out, we adapted. Does that mean I watch shows that I refuse to watch shows that have a certain rating on them? Absolutely not. We either adapt to the way things change in our current time, or we fall behind. And, and that really gets to the, the, the crux, the bottom of the Trump cult. They weren't able to adapt. In fact, they refused to adapt. And that's why they felt left behind, because they were left behind. But it's not up to us to help them adapt. They either have to make the decision to adapt or be, continue to be left behind. You, you know, and it's this group that talks the, the most about, pardon the language, sissies. And men acting like girls. And being emascula- uh, emasculated. We aren't. We're just asked to be a little more civil when we're in public. And that, unfortunately, is just a little too difficult for some of these men. But what's funny to me is that these men who say things, they're being emasculated, they're being made to act like a woman, whatever that means. 
are the ones that cry the hardest. The ones who throw the biggest fit. The ones who act like absolute babies when anything they want to do is challenged. And let's not forget that a lot of these people wave around Confederate flags. While at the same time saying that there should be no participation trophies in education or sports. That they happily wave around the, the grandest participation trophy there ever was, and that's the Confederate battle flag of a country that no longer exists because it lost a war with the United States. Alright, so we're going to change course a little bit after this uh, brief break and talk about uh, the mass shooting from a couple of days ago. We're going to move on to a much somber story on this. And I'm sure uh, everyone by this point is at least somewhat familiar with the mass shooting that took place in Atlanta a couple of days ago. Now, something that has already crept into my mind about all of this is just how fast it was taken out of the news cycle. I don't know that I've seen anything about it today. It just happened two days ago. But basically what happened, as a reminder, is this white guy, and of course it was a white guy. As soon as I heard mass shooting, I knew it was a white guy. He is a devout Christian, I say is, because he survived. A devout Christian and a young mother. Asian massage parlors in the Atlanta area and killed eight people. I believe all eight people who died were Asian, and I know that I believe at least six were women. This is a hate crime. It doesn't matter how some of these networks try to dress this up. This is a hate crime was targeted at the Asian community. And if you look at the man's Facebook post and the reason that he was dumping it, it to me is is clear why. He was a Trump supporter. He called the coronavirus the China virus in every post that he talked about it. He blamed China solely for it that China manufactured it even though there's absolutely no proof that it happened and that China spread it intentionally again no proof now since the coronavirus uh, became a pandemic hate crimes against Asian people in the United States have risen significantly I see stories about it all the time but in this one he picked out Three massage parlors that the police have said he had frequented and just decided to shoot people. Now, it's bad enough that this was an obvious hate crime massacre directed at Asian women, but the way that the police are already categorizing it, 
they've almost completely taken hate crime off the table. Saying they don't want to talk about it right now because the evidence doesn't appear to be going that way. I, I don't see how they can make that assessment one day into the investigation, but that's neither here nor there. What they're claiming, that what he has said, is that he had a sex addiction. Now, I don't know a lot about the sex addictions, but I know pretty much, I'm, I'm sure, that there's never been a mass shooting because someone had a sex addiction. One officer, I'm not sure who he is. I don't know if he's the main person in charge or just someone speaking. Said that this result of this gentleman, sorry, not gentleman, this creep, monster, having a bad day. A bad day. All of us have had bad days. I can almost guarantee you, you can point to any man, woman, or even child who have had bad days in the past. And the thought of massacring eight people never even crossed their minds. But to categorize a mass shooting that targeted specifically Asian women as a bad day gone wrong. is, to me, the biggest miscarriage that I've witnessed since the insurrection in Washington, D.C. a few months ago. To even suggest that, that the reason he went on this mass shooting that went, covered three different stores in three different locations, one an hour away from the other two, as just a guy having a bad day. Not to mention that when they caught him, he was trying to cross straight state lines. But he was taken into custody with no incident. If this had been a Muslim man, would he have been taken into custody with no incident? Or is it more likely he would have been shot and killed? If it were a black man who had had a bad day, or even had a bad breakup with one of the women at the establishment and went on the shooting rampage. Do you think he'd be alive right now? Do you think he would have been taken into custody with no incident? The common denominator, ladies and gentlemen, with all of these mass shootings is that they're white and they're male and unless they turn the gun on themselves, they are almost always taken into custody with no incident. Dylan Roof, who went into a church and murdered scores of black people, was taken to a McDonald's so he could get something to eat. Kyle Rittenhouse, who is the picture of white privilege, crossed state lines, killed two protesters on video, and was allowed to leave the state by police. 
And then when he was finally arrested, several prominent national Republicans paid his bail so he could get out. And then under age, he goes to a bar and drinks it up. When this is brought to the attention of the judge, this is all while he's on bail. When this is brought to the attention of the judge, overseeing this entire case, the judge takes no action. Kyle Rittenhouse is still out on bail. Despite, by any stretch of the imagination, breaking the terms of that being out on bail. We have a serious issue with justice in this country. What justice looks like for me is not what justice looks like for most of the kids that I teach on a daily basis. We just got finished with a story. A novel. Very good novel. It's called You Don't Know Everything Jilly Bean. Or You Don't Know Everything Jilly Pea. And I would suggest looking it up and maybe even reading it to your own kids. But the majority of the book, the last latter half of the book, is dealing with racism and, and people, kids being killed by police. And I posed the question to my kids one day from something that had actually happened in my life. When I was younger, in my younger 20s, this is still back in the early days of computers and internet, I would go up to my mom's school at night and just kind of cruise around on the internet. And I would leave sometimes as late as 10 o'clock at night. And I wasn't supposed to be in the school at all. But one night, I happened to leave that school at 10 o'clock at night. Cop pulls up next to me, asks me a couple of questions why I'm there, and lets me go. So what I asked my kids, first thing I asked my kids, was I fearful for my life when I saw that cop sitting next to my vehicle? Every one of them said no, or guessed no. They were correct. Then I asked my next question. Was I ever afraid of being arrested, even though I was in a school at 10 o'clock at night? Again, they said no, and they were right. Because that's my privilege of being a white man. I think the one, the people who need to be the loudest in this country right now are the white male allies. We need to be the loudest because we have that privilege. If we want to affect change, we have to be that change. Otherwise, nothing changes. And I'm ready to stand up. And now time for my final thought, or kind of be thoughts. You know, there's a lot going on in this world today. A lot of things have been on my mind. I, I touched on a couple of them. Um, this coming Sunday, I will be getting my second dose of the Pfizer uh, COVID 
shot. And for those who know me know that I don't like needles. I hate needles. I, I, I haven't gotten a flu shot in over a decade because of my fear for needles. But this one, I just felt the need to do it. And what it came down to was just for my own peace of mind. I believe in the science. Let me say that first and foremost. The way I understand these COVID shots is that they can't prevent you from getting COVID, but they can prevent you from having to go through the sickness of COVID. You know, losing your taste, um, bathroom issues, stomach issues, all, all that fun stuff. And I say that, I say that tongue in cheek. Well aware that over 500,000 people in the United States alone have died from this terrible disease. But I've never been an anti-vaxxer. There was a period in my life where I didn't understand the flu shot because of the fact that they actually put flu in the shot, active flu in the shot, to help prevent you from getting the flu. But once I understood the science behind it, I understood why they do it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you have to go get the shot. That's not what I'm going to tell you. Because I do believe that if you don't want to get the shot, you shouldn't have to get the shot. My only request of those who ultimately choose not to get the shot is to have a valid reason why you're not getting the shot. Even if that reason is that you're afraid of needles, fine. But don't have that reason based on things you've read on the internet. Because I can almost guarantee you, I can almost promise you, that most of the negative things that you're reading on the internet about these shots are not based in any fact whatsoever. There may be some truth behind it, but there's no fact. There's no scientific fact behind it. And so, let me answer some of those things about the COVID shots that have some people legitimately concerned. How were they able to get the vaccine so quick? They were able to get this vaccine so quick because it was it is a pandemic. And they had teams, scientific teams all over this world working on one thing and one thing alone, trying to find a vaccine for this. But they didn't start from scratch on this. They had a base. This is the 19th iteration of COVID. So they had a starting point with COVID. They're trying to find a vaccine for this particular strand. So when you have teams all over the world working on the same thing, around the clock, of course you're going to get a vaccine quick. Was it fully tested? Yes, it was fully tested. They had, they did trials to test its effectiveness and found that what they were seeing was effective. Has it been truly studied or fully studied? No. There are still some questions about it, especially those who are most most vulnerable. 
But all I'm telling you is to do your own research and make sure the research that you are doing, both for the shot and against the shot, are scientifically backed and not some guy's opinion on the internet. If a story starts out with one of my friends, husbands, works in the medical field, you can go ahead and discount that story. That story may have some truth to it, but it's not going to have any fact in it. Because more than likely, what this person is telling you is third-hand knowledge, or it's just made up. You're into March Madness after a year off. Personally, I'm looking forward to it. I love college basketball during March. Uh, three of my four favorite teams, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, Tulsa unfortunately did not get in, are in the field this year. Arkansas being a third seed, the highest seed they've had since the 1990s. We'll see how far they advance. I'm rooting for them. There is a light at the end of this tunnel. Things are getting better. We were promised by the Biden administration to have 100 million shots within the first 100 days of his presidency. We hit that on day 54. We were promised by the Biden administration to have a package out there to help those who needed the help the most, and it's out there now. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Where we go from here is anyone's guess. But I just end this as I always end this. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask out in public. Stay six feet apart from other people if you can. Get the shot if you feel like it's for you. And just know, we're in this together. Stay safe, my friends. Good night.